for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Hey, how's it going? Good, buddy. How's it? How are you feeling? I'm doing all right. I'm not doing too bad. It's it's tomorrow's gonna be tomorrow's gonna be the rough day. I'll right, tell you right. that much. Because I got you know I start like four hours earlier than I uh, did today, and I also go like two hours later. So I got a whole six hours on top of today. So. It's going to, tomorrow's going to be the brutal one. And I mean, then, the question is how, how well will you sleep tonight? Are you going to be high on endorphins or. Oh, actually I'll sleep pretty well. Like I, it's not hard for me to fall asleep. Like it'll be, it'll be pretty good. Um, be a little different, but you know, it is what it is. I'll, I'll get some good sleep. I'm not concerned about that. So awesome, man. Well, I, I, I think it's awesome what you're doing. I'm, I'm psyched to be a part of it. Yeah. I'm glad to have you here. You know, it was, it's uh, one of those things where it's always nice to have a nice balance of musicians that we've worked with in the past, plus new musicians that uh, haven't really done anything with. And so I'm excited to sit here and chat with you a little bit about what you got going on, all your new, you, you know, all that fun stuff. So for the people that are just uh, meeting you for the first time, uh, give us a little bit of your background. We'll catch you into music, where you're at, all that fun stuff. Yeah, man. I've, uh, you know, I've been a touring recording musician for over 20 years now, actually. And, uh, it's, uh, my, my year and a half old daughter is floating around here. So you might hear her in the background. Um, the greatest creative product product of all time, really. Uh, but yeah, I started, uh, you know, like everyone else in college, you know, recording my own band and, uh, we were in a cover band for years in college and once I left, uh, you know, I started making my own original music and, and got a lot of traction uh in the new york scene back in the 2000s um had a lot of songs on uh hbo and network television and uh you know i've just kept at it uh our current release we did uh i live in san francisco now and we uh we made a record during the lockdown actually uh socially distanced in a studio called uh, tiny telephone uh mm -hmm. out in the bay area and uh, this summer, we finally got a tour in and we did four weeks. We did about, you know, 20 some shows uh, nice. all over America. And it's it's been awesome. I mean, honestly, it's like it's almost better than it's ever been, I think, because people are so uh, grateful and hungry to be back yeah. uh, in the live in the live scene. That's what I was about to say was they got to be hungry. You know, like the few shows that I've been to this year, it's like the crowds are just different right now. And not even saying that in a bad way, like the crowds just want to be there. So it's amazing. So, yeah, I think it was pretty great. We, uh, we were grateful to just be there, you know, in general, and then to see the response that we had with, uh, you know, so many new friends and fans and, and people that, uh, just missing the interaction of, of live music. It's, it was, it was pretty, pretty awesome. And like in the true sense of the word. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so the one thing I want to touch on is you said you recorded the album socially distanced in a studio called tiny telephone, tiny, what was it? Telephone. Tiny telephone. Yeah. Tiny telephone is an indie artist, a, a fantastic guy named John Vanderslice. For those of you that aren't familiar, he's, uh, he's been around a while and he owns a studio, uh, a big, big studio, uh, in Oakland, California called mm -hmm. tiny telephone. 
and uh the band and i got together you know over a week's time and um so i mean it's pretty easy to socially distance in a real recording studio Tom. Yeah. you know the, you know i'm in a booth singing with my guitar and the, you know the, the bass player and the drummer are out in the big room yeah and uh we spent four days doing basics and then uh, a day and a half doing overdubs and mix and um you know it was it was very affirming for all of us because none of us had been uh, at that time, that was June, 2020. None of us had been performing outside of sitting in our own little rooms, like everybody else on yeah. zoom or Facebook live. Yeah, for sure. No, the, what I was getting at was the fact that it's called tiny telephone. You'd think it's a smaller studio. So that's, that's just kind of, the... I actually don't know how he came up with that name. I should have, I should have asked him. I've been working with him for over 10 years. I really should find out the origin of, of tiny telephones name. Gotcha. Gotcha. Maybe when he opened the studio, there was a tiny telephone. I don't know. That, you're probably, you're probably not that far off top to be honest. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, so I want to, once again, I want to thank you so much for jumping on here. We are here to raise funds and awareness for pancreatic cancer research and, you know, just making sure that if people aren't feeling well or are feeling out of the ordinary that they're getting checks checkups you know there's so many different things that are linked to pancreatic cancer but there's very few warning early warning signs so like just even if you're not feeling right just getting yourself checked is very important uh so it brings me kind of to my uh, next question have you had any family or near close friends anybody in your inner circle that have dealt with pancreatic cancer or just cancer in general yeah, it's it's really ironic, Tom. When I when I found out this was going on, I had a friend who was fighting uh, kidney cancer, mm -hmm. uh, and he'd been fighting it for about four years. He actually passed away last week. Oh wow! And uh, part of the reason I'm talking to you remotely is because I flew from California. I'm in Pennsylvania right now mm -hmm. uh, to attend uh, his you know his his final you know uh, wake and stuff. And uh, you know I think that it's a it's a you know I, I, I've seen some very successful people, uh, fight cancer. Yeah. Um, but for every five or six people, I know, uh, there's always one or two that don't make it. And it's a, it's a horrible, horrible, uh, horrible thing. So yeah. it's very personal to me. Um, and you know, my sister is also fighting cancer right now. So, mm. Uh, well, I appreciate you jumping on and sitting here and chatting us, chatting with us a little bit, you know, we, we try not to, make it all about the cancer, but we want to break it up a little bit as people kind of cycle in and out. Cause I, I I'm not naive enough to think that there's somebody sitting out here that's watching all 18 hours or whatever that, you know, uh, whatever, however long the stream is going to end up being today. But, um, you know, just as people cycle in and out, you know, it makes it a little bit easier to rehash some of the stories. I don't have to have fresh, new stuff for sure out. but uh, i appreciate you jumping on and chatting about that and sharing your story a little bit uh cancers not cool i i almost made a shirt and wore it today that says fuck cancer but you know well I, it's the easiest phrase that says exactly what needs to be said yeah absolutely absolutely <laughs> so but uh, i do appreciate appreciate you jumping on um absolutely so the uh how so the new album, it's out already or is it in the, it's out? Yeah. Yeah. So the vinyl uh, is out. Uh, we released it as both sides. I don't know what a vinyl fan you might be, Tom, but you oh, know, side I, uh, one. Hold on. Uh, you got it. You, you, under, you get it. Yeah. 
Side one was uh, the first EP that we released. Uh, was at the end of last year. It was five songs, and then uh, six songs, excuse me. And then uh, side two just came out in April uh, mm-hmm. as a second EP streaming. So you know, it's it's a weird time to like figure out how to release music mm-hmm. and how to get people to pay attention. Yeah. Uh, we did videos for I think six or seven songs, and then the uh, we we had Ice T, the the hip hopper. He was okay. a guest and in one of the videos. Um, so we've had a lot of, uh, a great, great reaction, um, actually, uh, to, to the release. And, um, it's one of those things where I think 2020 really taught me to, to, to take my time and, and slow down and, and really try to find the right audience, uh, for the music that we're making. And, uh, it's, it's been fantastic. And, and honestly, the, the touring was just the icing on the cake. Yeah, for sure. And the fact that you were able to get a tour out, I don't want to say that early into the year because the summer wasn't like super early, but you know, the fact that you were good. Well, I was just going to say, we, the whole time we, we thought it might be canceled or some of it might be canceled, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, because people were talking about the COVID and the, and the Delta variant and all those things. And, 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 you know, we, we started in Colorado, we left uh, the East Bay, went to Colorado you know, went as far east as Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and uh, and and ended the tour in uh, in Minneapolis, and and had no problems. Uh, we all were tested; everything was fine, and everyone everywhere was super gracious and 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 open to uh, to hearing live music again. Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, when you've been in lockdown as long as many of us have, you know, just getting out and going to see shows is like the biggest event right now. So, well, I think the, the, the best part of it, uh, was the amount of, you know, no one's taking it for granted. And, and, and look, to me, this relates to cancer. You know, you can't take any day for granted. A day healthy is, uh, is something worth uh, celebrating. So a lot of, a lot of what this tour was for us was that it was a celebration of living. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's a really great way to kind of sum everything up that's been going on even even just in ge- not even in my personal life but just for everybody in general over the last year and a half every day living is worth a worth a celebration so i thank you for phrasing it that way because i'm not that smart i wouldn't have phrased it like that but well you know i i think you know there's like a, a terribly cliche thing i think it was in like kung fu panda it's like every day today is a gift that's why it's called the present Mm-hmm. you know and it's it's really true and i think the more uh i live that way i live i live to see every day as a gift and i mm-hmm. think the more i do that that honestly the happier i am and the more i am able to give to other people yeah and 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 that's really what music to me is all about it's you're you're giving a piece of your creativity to others and and, mm-hmm. and hoping to inspire them to do the same yeah uh let's uh talk about the album a little bit like obviously during the pandemic you saw a lot of bands that were kind of they had projects, whether they were already recorded or being recorded and you go into lockdown and they decided to break up the album and do the singles. Was that something that you had considered or because you waited a little bit later into the pandemic, was it always, no, we're going to just release this as we see it? Yeah, Tom, that's a great question. I think um, we had a tour booked in April and May, a California tour. Uh, It was a co-headlining tour with a great artist out of New York, uh, Vanessa Silverman. Mm -hmm. And of course, that tour didn't happen. And 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 full disclosure, my wife was pregnant. Mm -hmm. So I was I was in lockdown uh, with my pregnant wife, no tour happening. And I I watched a uh, I watched a a really interesting biography on Dolly Parton. Mm -hmm. Uh, as you do, I don't know about everybody else, but all I did was watch 
to documentaries and biographies yeah. on well, people. I felt like it was just a thing we all did, right? Yeah, for the most part. Watch. Yep. I don't want to say, I don't want to call it trash TV because that's not fair <laughs> to the Dolly Parton, not, like certain documentaries, but right. I, I, you know, I watched like just the most ridiculous stuff that I wouldn't normally watch. Right. Yeah. Well, we watched this Dolly Parton documentary and she said she still writes at least three songs a day, every day, like now. All like right. this woman is a, she's a powerhouse. And I said to my wife, I I'm going to do that. I'm going to write a song a day at least. And I, you know, that lasted about a week, but I, I, I came up with a couple songs that I thought I'm like, you know what, this is, there's, there's something happening here for me personally. I realized it was my last record I was going to write as a non father. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, I sent a message to John Vanderslice who owned tiny telephone. And I said, listen, if we snuck in, because it's still mid pandemic mm -hmm. and we took, we took the temperature every day with a little temperature gun. Yeah. Uh, could we, could we rent the studio for a week? And, and we ended up recording 11 songs and I had no idea what I was going to do with them. But, but what really happened was um, every song sort of loaned itself to being a video and a single. Uh, so I kind of came up with a plan for myself, you know, every six weeks I would release a song and a single and a video um, and it just sort of steamrolled from there. And, and the response was way better than I thought. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of great reviews, a lot of kind words written and, um, you know, making videos during that time period was super exciting for me because what, what else was I going to do? Yeah. You know, I sat down and I came up with a little concept you know, I, it's some of the videos I mostly shot by myself. I had some friends help me, uh, remotely, some, some actresses and dancers and models that I knew. So uh, it just kind of, you know, it loaned itself to whatever. And, and I think that's the beauty of last year is it really gave us a chance to, to think, rethink about creativity and, and how we wanted to present our work to the world. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's a, a lot of bands started experimenting, like I, as weird as that is to say, you know, like they started figuring out, figuring out different ways to express themselves and as much as it is, as hard as it is to say, the pandemic was very good for a lot of musicians. It gave them an opportunity to find out who they really were, who they wanted to be, and to kind of, for lack of better terms, get their stuff together, you know? I agree. Yeah. And I also think, you know, I think some of the things, at least for me personally, that I was spending time on, like oftentimes it was, there was a lot of volume. Like I was trying to put out a lot of music and then just go out and tour and play and tour and play. Yeah instead of sort of the quality piece, like I really wanted to like sit down and simmer a little bit, you know, like a good chili, you know, let all the, let all the flavors kind of, kind of coagulate for a little longer yep. before I, before it was served. And I think it, it, it actually changed me uh, as an artist, especially after all these years of doing it. Yeah. And which is really, you know, interesting because in this day and age where everybody or every musician's kind of faced with that, Oh, we got to keep, putting out singles, got to keep, you know, got to stay on top of the uh, algorithm there for Spotify and just kind of stay on top of everything. You, you kind of took a step back and started focusing more on the quality of the song versus am I getting a song out every other week, every month, you know, like whatever it is, you know, because I definitely saw musicians last year that did a song a day and yeah, like it was cool. It was something that they did. But some of those songs are just like, okay, 
cool you know well you know i think that's an interesting point and i i I think there's a place for that as well i think Mm -hmm. that um when you're looking at the body of work that you want to have as an artist, you know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you want there to be a, a substance or a thread that kind of runs through it. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes you feel pride's not the word. It makes you feel complete. Like it, it yeah. makes you feel like, you know, everything I did was towards this greater kind of idea of who I am. And, yep. and one of the things I've noticed, especially as a, you know, a, a more seasoned artist, a more veteran artist, um, and I've said this before, oftentimes I'll know the name of an artist before mm-hmm. I'll ever know one of their songs. Yeah. Uh, which there's something to that, like, good for you. But, you know, by the time I like, you know, you know, search on Spotify for, uh, yeah. you know, uh, Ellish, Billy Ellish, yeah. you know, I only, I don't know. It's just like, I like hearing a song and wondering who did it. That's, that's who I am as a person. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it, it's, it also kind of goes back to that idea of, going to live shows like when you go to live shows or watch a band perform live they're not necessarily introducing every song that they play so if it's a band that you're seeing for the first time it's just kind of like oh i like that song i've heard of this band but i don't know what the name of the song is and so you know i I definitely get it well i and i will say this too tom i think that you know during the lockdown that was very difficult because we didn't get that opportunity that that synchronicity um, like I remember a friend of mine in Chicago years ago took me to see a band called my morning jacket. Yeah. And I was like, I know nothing about them except their name. And yeah. and by the end of it, I knew so many other songs because they're just an amazing, they're an amazing band. Yeah. Uh, but that was a good example of where the live experience made me a fan. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. But um, let's talk about the uh, tour that you just, well not just got done with but the tour you went on this year uh how many you said you did 20 cities or 20 dates we did about 20 dates uh four of them were in nashville so i don't know if we should count that as 20 20, you did 20 dates okay that's fair. yeah we started in colorado uh denver we went to sheridan wyoming we did uh, kansas city wichita uh all over the place we did youngstown ohio fantastic venue west side bowl Big shout out to Youngstown, uh, the whole way east to Pittsburgh and then came back, uh, started working our way back Indianapolis and, uh, ended in Minneapolis. Hmm. And it was just, you know, again, it was just such an affirming. I keep telling people, people keep saying, what was the tour like in August? And I'm like, it was life affirming. It was, it was a chance to, you know, get back in a physical space with people and, and really just vibe, you know, just react, uh, you know, here's, here's a, here's a note that's happening in real time. Here's a drum beat that's happening in real time. Uh, and, and, and the, uh, I think the, the, the energy, you know, that, that is created, um, and that's, I was so sad to read about the Travis Scott, uh, stuff that yeah. just happened recently, because I don't, to me, that's the antithesis of, of what should happen in a live experience. You know, mm-hmm. I think that people should feel safe and feel, feel, uh, comfortable and feel, uh, they should walk away a better person, you know? Yeah. In camping, they call it, leave it better than you found it. And that's the way we tour. We toured that way as well. Yep. You know, and you brought up the Astro World thing. And it's like, you go to a music festival or a music, like just a concert in general, and you're supposed to be amongst essentially equals because you're all there for one common reason. And you would think that nothing bad's going to happen. Or at least nothing seriously bad's going to happen, you know? But then this ha- or the Astro World incident incident happened, and it's kind of like, man, that that's just kind of hurts 
any live shows moving forward, even just like on a smaller scale too. Like, and I do want to say, and I think it hasn't been said enough. Um, and I have no interest in Travis Scott as an artist. I, I understand. I, I don't understand. That's not my my thing. But but people are pointing the finger at him, and 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 what people don't understand is the 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 the, the artist shows up, mm-hmm. you know, and there's other people that are responsible for everything that happened you know there's security and and event staff and and promoters and you know unfortunately he has to he's the name up front yeah um and i think it's it's something we're not talking about enough because i feel like a lot of people are pointing fingers at him specifically Mm -hmm. uh and i do think it's 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 a bit unfair uh those people that have done big tours uh understand you know the amount of the amount of bodies in the room, mm-hmm. so to speak. Well, and, and not to keep our, our talk, keep on this subject for too long, but we have a musician that'll be coming on Sunday morning and she released a, uh, she just started a podcast where she goes over like different situations that have happened at uh, like in the music business. And her most recent episode was about the Astro world thing. And as I was listening to that, um, I was watching a video of that same festival and this this I've not seen this video prior. Haven't not seen it since, but there's a video floating around of earlier in the night after or before everything happened, Travis Scott actually did stop the show at one point because there was a girl that was overheating or like just something in the front row was going on and he did stop the show at one point. So it's not that he uh, like, I don't know if that's a good thing to be pointing out, a bad thing to be pointing out, but it, you know, it, it is for, there's a lot of people saying that he wasn't aware or he wasn't, he doesn't care about his fans, which isn't true. Like, yeah, I think, you know, on a human level there, I don't think anyone, if he had known what was happening, I, I'm sure he would have stopped the show. I yeah. think that, I think that, um, there's a pylon mentality right now with social mm-hmm. media and, and the immediacy of information and, and people take, you know, it's, it's like, you look at like, it's like if, if an alien landed on the earth in Antarctica, in Antarctica, let's say, yeah. that, and, and he reported back to his alien friends, this world is covered in ice, but he's only explored that much of, of the world. Yeah. Uh, that's what we're dealing with right now with social media and, and, and Twitter and, and all the things. So I think it's important for people to, as much as they can take a, take a, take a little stop, you know, yeah. like take a break and, uh, and take wait till you have all the, yeah. As much as info, information as you can, because look, if it bleeds, it leads. That's always been the media phrase. Yep. So uh, you're talking stuff to like somebody the, that works in the news industry. Like that's yes, why not exactly. the project. You know yeah. exactly what I'm talking about. And, and that's, that's what sells. That's what gets the eyeballs. That's what gets the clicks. So yeah. I personally am always, you know, uh, I take a step back and uh, I say, okay, wait till we have more information before we make, make a judgment on this. Yeah. And that that's usually the stance that I take. And then you, you kind of uh, sit there on social media and it's like not even hour, an hour after the incident and people are already making assumptions and all this stuff. And it's like, we don't even know anything about anything. So. Well, I think everyone loves a villain. That is true. Like, like, let's look at Marvel. You know, let's look at uh, let's look at comic book movies. Everyone loves someone to point the finger at. And then, you know, the great twist in the end is oh, that's not the real villain. There's another villain behind the villain. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I 
unfortunately we have to start wrapping this up um because the nature of how we have things set up absolutely i I appreciate the time i do want to thank you but before you go one thing we've been doing with everybody on the uh that comes on the show or the fundraiser marathon is i have a random question generator sitting right here and we are going to spin the wheel once and get to ask answer the question that pops up you ready? Hit me. All right. What do you think about before you fall asleep? What do I think about before I fall asleep? I think my last thought before I fall asleep is what can I do better tomorrow that I didn't do today? Perfect. Perfect. That's you know, it's, it's, these questions are always interesting because you never know what you're going to get. And so like some of these are labeled like most randomness, but no, that was great. I, I love the more in-depth questions, uh, just making people think. So I appreciate love you it. answering that. Um, Thanks so much, Tom. Yeah, absolutely. And then before you leave, uh, if people want to check out the album or anything you guys got going on, where's the uh, best place for them to do that? Uh, it's my name. It's the T-H-E Greg Hoy, G-R-E-G-H-O-Y dot com and then we're i'm the greg hoy on twitter and instagram and all the places awesome what's your favorite social media platform to promote i mean i still i still love instagram i don't know it's i just feel like it's the most like it tells the story the best for me twitter's a little too all over the map even though i use it yeah i i'm just now getting into twitter a little bit and i'm starting to understand it a little bit more but I'm so far behind the eight ball on that one. It's just kind of like, yeah, I'll be here. There's a lot. There's a lot. And I think, it, you, know, st- you know, find the lanes that, that make sense to you and try to stay in them. That's all I could. That's my advice after 10 years on it. Yeah, absolutely. But once again, uh, thank you so much for joining us. I absolutely appreciate it. Thank you for everybody that's been uh, watching and, uh, and joining along with us. If you are interested in donating, the donation link is in the description of the YouTube video, and it is also pinned in the comment section. And then if you happen to be following us on any of the socials, there's different locations that you can donate there. And we will be back here in a few minutes with John Connor.